You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome to the Double B Studios and to How This Can Happen. How can this happen? It is a different day today. I am going to ask you, my favorite audience on Renegade and wherever you get your podcasts, to take a challenge. My challenge to you today is to follow me throughout this podcast. It's serious and it's about us. It's serious because my challenge is to give you information without any humor. This is not a humorous subject today. It's about the the ability and the right to determine your own fate. So, Let's get started and get after it. This is directly from the BBC. Despite some successes in changing policies, Mr. Biden's wider efforts to reform the country's immigration system have stalled, crushed under the weight of record-breaking numbers of migrants arriving at the U.S.-Mexican border. Okay, more than two-thirds of Americans say they disapprove of his handling of the border. Faced with mounting criticism, however, the Biden administration and Democratic allies have suggested asylum provisions similar to Mr. Trump's. The repeated pounding of the illegal drum. I will never say they are migrants. If we know that the policies of Trump were more substantial in reigning in an invasion of the border, then it makes sense we would adopt those policies. Notice, it's all about whose policies they are, not about what is best for us. The border was in control. What was the thinking of the Biden administration when they lifted all of these sanctions that were in place? Did they think that it would be more manageable? They thought it was more humane to have an invasion and then to overrun sanctuary cities with illegal aliens. No, that is a lie. It was completely planned. Let's grow up, folks. These people planned this invasion. Remember, in 2021, we had no idea who these illegals were any more than we do today. They are bringing in diseases, COVID, measles, to tuberculosis in any and all third world country afflictions. Is this the meantime that Biden administration told you? For three and a half years, he said the border is closed. There is a bill in the House that needs to pass to fund the government. Oh, something new. For decades, they have all passed the buck until Trump came along and worked out a solution to keep it safe until they could, quote, fix the laws 
and work through the snafus. The Congress was supposed to act, but again, they didn't after they had a running start. Democrats want you to believe that Republicans are acting on Trump's orders now not to approve a bill to fix the border. Here's my question. Who broke the border? They claim that Trump is running on this issue to get people to vote for him. Two things. Biden can fix it tomorrow and 5,000 illegals entering our country a day is not a solution. The answer is, according to liberal wisdom, 5,000 a day is better than 10,000 a day. That's the crumb they are offering you. Why would Trump balk at reinstating his own policies and then having the administration have to admit that they were wrong and he was right? Because the point of all this was not to allow the people to balk at the invasion. We were supposed to sit here and take it just like all the other crumbs the Democrats give us, and then blame the Republicans, blame Trump. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of the scraps from the table of Democrats, and then being told that I have a right to say that I don't like it because I'm racist or inhumane, otherwise I wouldn't be saying it. I don't think this is overstated. The industrial media complex is the biggest cover-up in the history of mankind. Their power cannot be underestimated. Here is a sample of my point. I can't tell you how many times I've experienced more than one liberal tell me that Joe doesn't have dementia. He just has a bad memory. Come on now. Come on, man. He is the hardest working president of all time, laying on the beach. He has a clean bill of health. He can't walk upstairs, so they prepare a shorter flight of stairs for him. I agree. They should. But first, the media needs to admit he's an old and infirmed guy. Remember, hey man... It's all about the optics. You must believe their optics, but not your lying eyes. I just feel that he should be in a home somewhere, being cared for, instead of being trotted out every day to bungle and fumble. Also, remember this. As long as Joe is too old, so is Trump. As long as Joe is mentally unfit, so is Trump. You, my special listeners, I know you see through this veil and decide with your own logic and reason, but this is a big game designed to throw you off track. I know you, my special listeners, and you do get it, but remember, here's a factoid that's kind of throwing a wrench into this monkey's circus. Of the migrants from outside the Americas, the greatest increase came from China. More than 37,000 Chinese nationals were detained at the U.S.-Mexico border last year. 
about 50 times the figure from two years ago. What do you think that means? Why the assault from China? Beware of China bringing gifts. It's not Christmas in China. And you know what? I don't think they celebrate Christmas. I'm going to return closely following a little sip of the grape to let you know about the real threat we face. No, it's not climate change. (laughs) Sorry if I disappointed some of you. I hope I can change that with the subject I have on my return. Stay close. Oh my God. You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. This is Betsy Bell and it is at the Double B Studios regarding how can this happen. Sometimes we don't know, but I can tell you one thing. We're going to explore every any tiny nuance of why this story matters and how can this story happen. Okay, so I am going to get started. Renegade Nation, hang in. More than 30,000 Palestinians have been killed in Gaza since October 7th, according to the latest figures by the territory's health minister on Thursday. More than 100 Palestinians were killed as they gathered to receive, quote, humanitarian aid. In Gaza City on Thursday, health officials said at least 112 people were killed and more than 280 wounded in the incident. The Palestinian Health Ministry said, who are they? Just asking. There were conflicting reports about events leading up to the deaths. Witnesses said that Israeli troops fired on a large crowd of Palestinians racing to pull food off an aid convoy. And that Gaza's health ministry described it as a massacre. Israel challenged the death toll and said many of the victims were run over by the trucks. Okay, health ministry, your turn. Let's go with a few of the facts here. Who sent the aid? Who's the humanitarian? But let's blame them for the deaths of your people They're sending aid so your people don't starve to death. And what are you doing about your people? This is a subject that I'm so conflicted on. Because how did circumstances get us to this point? Israel is in a war with Hamas. And in between Hamas and Israel are the Palestinian people. When do we ever talk about the Israeli people? Just saying, Joe Biden acknowledged that the deadly incident will complicate talks on a ceasefire. Good old Joe always got the right thought, doesn't he? This is not the usual war. This is not the usual rules of engagement in any war to date. 
Why? We're going to tell you. The U.S. has never negotiated with terrorists. It has been a flat patent rule to not engage in any treaty with terrorist countries holding hostages. I will address this rule of not engaging at a later date. This is too significant to leave you hanging on the why of pro-Palestinian sentiment and pro-Hamas support by the U.S. I address the issue of a huge industrial complex known as the American media. It is of the magnitude I just stated. It cannot be denied, but I know the deaf, dumb, and blind part of our nation, and we will show them in daylight through this scenario. Stay focused. My theory is very complicated. I will wrap it at the end of my show today in a beautiful bow for you. First, if a sovereign nation is attacked on their homeland, what would the response be? I.e. Pearl Harbor. Second, has there ever been a ceasefire in a theater of war? I.e. No, there has never been a ceasefire in the theater of a war i.e. Israel and Palestine, the first, third, during a ceasefire which both sides agreed to, which country was continuing to get bombed? Answer, Israel, i.e. never negotiate with terrorists. Why now? Why would you call for a ceasefire in the middle of a war? Only one reason, because the people that supported the idea are not living in the world that you live in. They live in an elitist bubble where they look down on you and call you out because you want to stop murderers from slaughtering your own people. You are thugs if you want to save your own people. The hostages were taken as a bargaining tool to get you to agree to terms that you never would in a million years agree to. But they are holding and torturing your people. You are evil because you want your people returned safely to you. These elites are calling you out because who are you to say that you want to save your people from harm? The side of Palestine becomes the side of humanity. You cannot be for killing innocent lives. You must see. You must see that evil is Israel because they want to save their people. If you are pro-Palestine, then you are pro-Hamas. The Palestinians chose Hamas as their leaders. Are we not supposed to respect their right to choose? It's Israel's fault that the Gaza Strip is such a free-for-all. 
Now let's step back from this picture and do a drone drop. We're going to look at this from 30,000 feet, not 30,000 killed. If aid can't get to the people in Gaza, how do we know why it isn't getting through? The massive media industrial complex is telling you that Israel is not doing enough to get it through, i.e. Israel is sending aid to a war-torn region, and that is not enough. They are sending food to their enemies' people so that their enemies' people won't starve to death. Shame on them. Oh, man, this is hurting my head. But you cannot deny what I'm telling you. Hamas is known for using hostages and innocents as human shields. They blew up a hospital and then blamed it on Israel, and the media complex bought it all hook, line, and sinker. And then by the time they decided to unring the bell, it was a little late. I should know, Betsy Bell. Now, you have to choose because the media says that you can't be for killing innocents. Of course, we're not. We can't be for war. No, look at Ukraine. You have to ask our, our, you have to ask yourself and us, how does America choose sides? I will be right back. I need a screwdriver. Yeah, the kind with vodka, because I feel like I'm getting screwed right into the ground. Stick to these thoughts. It's about you and me and America. Next. Hang in there. You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back. This is Betsy Bell at the Double B Studios coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada. And this part is very complex that I'm presenting today because I think it's important for us to look at the reflection of ourselves through the eyes of Israel. If you are listening to the industrial complex media, and I believe you are, why do they want you to side with Palestine? Palestine is free. Wait for it. Let's look through a window to the battlefield. Through the glass, we see two sides, a sovereign country which is having an edge in the fighting as we speak. Palestine is not giving up because the leaders of their country don't care how many of their people die. They started this war. They started it to eliminate Israel. The people of Palestine did not elect to have a war. They elected to be ruled by terrorists. Careful what you wish for. If the terrorists keep garnering sympathy, they can push Israel to call another ceasefire. If Israel caves in and calls a ceasefire, then Hamas can regroup, reload, and re-engage in a ground offensive 
that can keep the war alive. The people of Palestine crafted their own destiny. Did Palestine not know that Hamas wanted to destroy Israel? Did the Palestinians not know that Israel did nothing wrong to them? Hamas just stirred them up to hate them. Make no mistake that they also stirred them up to hate America. If Israel wins the war, the only thing we gain is peace in the world. They have to save the world from the oppression of terrorists, regardless of the cost in human suffering. Okay, now let's take a step back from the glass. Let's look in the mirror. We are America. We are between the terrorists and the sovereign nation. If we stand for the terrorists that are murdering and raping, then we are no different than a nation of radical thugs and mercenaries. If we stand for Palestine, we are standing for terrorists. No, we aren't seeing what the world is seeing. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The more you help the terrorists by trying to play by humanitarian rules, the less freedom you will have. They will just keep taking advantage of your weaknesses. The more you buy time for your strategy to take effect on the enemy, the more the enemy becomes emboldened to keep fighting because they see you're hesitating and that becomes their victory. They can defeat you by stirring opposition in your ranks. When you hold up the mirror, you need to see which leaders of America you are following. The ones that are telling you that Israel is evil because they are defending their rights to exist as a nation? Maybe you think that the Palestinians have a right to live too. They do. The Palestinians are blindly following their leaders. They think their leaders are doing what's best for them. The Palestinians are enabling a leadership that holds hostages to terrorize its neighbor and starves its own people. The Palestinians are showing the world that they are anti-Israel's right to exist, but the world is supposed to sympathize with the Palestinians' right to exist, and they, as a problem for them, are starving as a result of their blind obedience to a terror group. America, do you see America when you are looking in this mirror? You should. We're allowing terrorists of a political class to take over this country of freedom-loving people. We have the structure in place to balance the invasion so that we can ward off this kind of takeover. And yet, here we are, doing nothing. 
were Palestinians. The narrative is that in the name of humanity, we have to help our neighbors by allowing them to invade our sovereign nation. And that if we do this, it's because we are humanitarians. What kind of foolish nonsense are we buying into? How can this be happening? Israel should be a poster child for all of America. If you can't stand for your own people, who are you? That's my question to you, America. Who are we? America had to fight to give citizens a home, creating dignity and a respect for the human condition. We did it so well that we are the envy of the world. People wanted to live the way we do. The enemies of our freedom have not only invaded our shores and our sovereign border, but the hollowed halls of our ruling class. The ruling class does not respect us or our way of life. The ruling class wants to control and own you. We are the Palestinians. We're handing it over to them one ruble at a time. Okay, I hear the cheap seats and you're screaming foul. But you must hear this through before you do. The industrial media complex has convinced you and me that we are no different than terrorists who defile and murder and rape. Not only do we not have the right to defend our way of life, but they have convinced us our way of life is evil. What we are being sold every day is that we do not have the right to be free. Look at Israel and tell me that you don't see America in her reflection. We are Israel and we have terrorists in our midst that have more power than we do. We need to take it back. One more thing before you go. I've been along on this one. I've been long on this one. Remember who your enemies are and hold them close to your vest. You, my audience, are the light of the world. When you walk in the light, you shine your light on the darkness. People who walk in the darkness hate you because you are exposing their sins. Shine your light brightly. Our Lord and Savior is leading the way. You will live. I am so blessed by your presence and your willingness to listen. Thank you all. Walk with God and I will be back.